and good morning, and I would like to welcome you to this Tuesday morning edition of Words from the Word of God as we get right into the message. We're uh, continuing our journey, as I like to refer to it, through the Word of God, just seeing how the many countless reasons, how it reveals to us the many countless reasons why Jesus Christ is, in fact, the only way that any of us could ever come unto the Father, and that any of us could ever come unto salvation. That is by the grace of God through Jesus Christ, His Son, His finished work at Calvary's cross, and His blood shed there for our forgiveness. And that is what we want to concentrate on today. As the last time we were together, uh, you know, we uh, we established, we saw that the Word of God established, not us, but what the Word of God established to us as the most significant reason why Jesus Christ is, in fact, the only way. And that is because He is the only Lamb of God. Uh, we read there from J the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29, and this is our reference verse uh, as we begin today, uh, verse 29 of the first of the Gospel of John chapter 1, but and it's the Word of God tells the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John the Baptist's proclamation, that speaking of John the Baptist's testimony of who Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the eternal Son of God, who had come in the flesh to dwell among us as God with us, God in the flesh, uh, all man and all God. It is stating his person and it is stating his purpose. God is saying to you and I today, here is my lamb. Here is my lamb which can take away all your sin, and not only our sin, but the sin of the world. Uh, you know, God sent his lamb into this world for a reason. Jesus came here for a reason. I would like to call your attention to Revelation chapter 13. Uh, it's one of my favorite verses of scripture, or the latter part is, and I don't want to take away from the word of God, but I want to read the latter part of verse 8 of Revelation chapter 13. It says, written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You know, I'm sure when uh, John the Baptist made his proclamation in the presence of all of those from Israel, the Jewish people of multitudes that were around him, when they heard his proclamation, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, I'm sure their minds went back to the old Levitical sacrificial system that was established from God to the children of Israel, uh, where countless uh, animals were slain there and their innocent blood was shed. But I'm sure that that's exactly where their minds went to, that sacrificial system. And, and might I say that the the blood the amount of blood that was shed there in the tabernacle in the wilderness and in Solomon's temple uh, before it was destroyed uh, would amount to probably rivers of blood. But that blood was insufficient to take away their sins. In fact, we're reminded in the book of Hebrews that it was only to serve as a reminder of their sins, and because it, it had to be repeated over and over and over. 
I thank God that we're not under that same sacrificial system today, but there has one that has come and who has been sent, and that is the eternal Lamb of God. God is telling you and I today right here in verse 29 of the Gospel of John chapter 1, Behold, my Lamb, I have sent my Lamb. Jesus said, many times that he had come for a purpose. And I want to be careful and cite these verses this morning. The first, uh, of course, is John chapter 4, verse 34. Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Did you hear that? To finish his work. We just read what was God's work, what was God's will, that he saw his son, his lamb, Jesus Christ, slain from the foundation of the world. God's redemptive plan was set in eternity. He looked down through eternity past and saw you and I. He saw sinful mankind and knew that we would need a lamb to provide a once and for all sacrifice. And his name is Jesus. He looked at his eternal son and he saw us. Now that Jesus has died on the cross, he looks at us and sees his son, his blood there. I tell you, Jesus said over in, uh, and we We'll reference this other scripture right here. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 30, he said, this is Jesus speaking again. I can of my own self do nothing as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. And then there in John chapter 6, verse 38, uh, the gospel of John six thirty eight. Jesus said, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Not only that, but in the uh, great intercessory prayer of Jesus and recorded by the uh, Apostle John in John seventeen four, Jesus said, speaking and praying to the Father, he said, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. He has finished the work that he had, the Father had given him to do, and that was to die on the cross. All the blood of those innocent lambs in that Levitical system was insufficient to take away man's sin. It only served as a reminder. It was sacrifice, 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 but God was never satisfied because there was no obedience in the hearts of the people to go with it. Jesus, as the eternal Lamb of God, was fully obedient as he has made it known to us that he came to do the will of the Father, and that was to die on Calvary's cross for you and I. God did not send his son to deny the fact of sin or to help us forget about sin. Denials and cover-up were not his purpose. God wanted to do away with sin once and for all. In Christ, God forgives our sin and releases us from its penalty through faith in his eternal son, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. 
we have full deliverance from guilt of sin. If you're out in the world today and you're just burdened down and laden down with your sin and guilt, there is one that can set you free, and that is Jesus Christ our Lord. He was obedient, obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, as the Apostle Paul proclaimed in the book of Philippians. Um, but not only that, but we have deliverance from the hold of sin itself and true salvation and real peace with God. You know, uh, as I said, the, all the sacrifices of that Levitical system couldn't su be sufficient to remove sin. But Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, it says in Hebrew, and I want to turn to Hebrews chapter 9 and 10, and I'll read a few verses there, and then we'll close. But I want to read this for the significance of what we've been talking about. Uh, you know, uh, and this is speaking of the uh, old covenant, the old Levitical system, the laws and everything that appointed to Christ. Uh, and I want to read right here. This is the purpose, okay? It says in verse 22 of chapter 9, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. There is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. And in verse 23 of chapter 9 of Hebrews, it says, And it was therefore necessary that the patterns of the things in heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Contrasting Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and his blood with all the sacrifices of the sacrificial system. And then it says right here in verse 24 of Hebrews chapter 9, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are figures of the truth, which pointed to the things of heaven, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he have offered, often suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, the culmination of time, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Listen to verse 28 of Hebrews chapter 9. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. My friends, Jesus Christ appeared. In the culmination of time, his cross stands at the center of eternity. And it, what did it say there? His blood. I want to read a scripture right here from uh, verse uh, Hebrews chapter 9. I want to read verses 11 and 12. Uh, but Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of the, this building, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood hath entered in once into the holy place, having obtained what? Eternal redemption for us. I tell you, 
Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. That is the reason why he is the only way of salvation, the only way that we could ever come unto the Father is by the true and living way, the new and living way, the new covenant that was set, uh, the new testament that was set in his blood. It was sealed by the Holy Spirit, and if you are forgiven uh, by by the grace of God, you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise through the blood, the sacrificial blood of Christ alone, who has entered into heaven. I want you to notice something here. He has sat down on the right hand of the Father in glory. You know, the high priest in that Levitical system, they could never sit down because their work was never done. There was no chairs for them to sit down in the holy place or the holiest of holies because there were service and those sacrifices were never complete. When Jesus made his once and for all sacrifice, it says in the word of God that he is set down at the right hand of the Father because when he said it is finished on the cross, when his blood was shed there for you and I, the work of redemption that God had seen in him from the foundation of the world, as we read there in Revelation, uh, <laughs> he sat down because his work was finished the work of redemption remember what i said there we referenced those verses i came to do my father's will and to do the work which he sent me to do he finished that plan and that work of redemption in his body and in his blood at a place called calvary for you and i not only did he die but he was resurrected and this is something i want to read to you in closing because not only is he the slain lamb of god but he is the victorious lamb of god because he is resurrected and he is eternal john the same John that wrote the gospel of John is writing here in Revelation chapter 5 and I'll read this and then we'll close. John writing here as he's given the revelation of Jesus Christ chapter 5 of Revelation verse 1 and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof and no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look thereon and I wept this is John speaking I wept much because no man was found worthy to open the, the and read to read the book neither to look thereon and one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, listen close now, and the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. 
And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one on their of one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the, thy blood out of every kindred and every tongue and every people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast, and the elders, and the ten thousand, and ten thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in the heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him, the Lamb that liveth forever and ever. He is not only the slain Lamb of God, but he is the victorious, eternal Lamb of God. And it, for through him and his blood and salvation through him, my friends, is the only way. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. And because he lives eternally, he can save us to the uttermost. If you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have not given yourself to the Lamb of God who shed his blood for you, I invite you to do so today. And I pray, I pray, that you keep your eyes on God's Lamb, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the only way of salvation, the only true Lamb of God. I pray this has been a blessing and encouragement to you, and I look forward to the next time that we can share a word from the Word of God.